Episode 287 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. I'm Managing Editor Kirk Semenoff, sitting in for Bill. On this week's podcast, we hear from Joe Sullivan, the new Chief of Police in Wichita. The 60-year-old lifelong Philadelphian talks about his impressions of Wichita and the police department he's now running. Plus, he talks about policing and what makes a good cop. He'll also reinforce some things we've known about Wichita for a long time. But first, let me tell you about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. The cover story this week is a look at the 2022 Best Places to Work Awards. 36 Wichita area companies were named finalists in four size categories, and this week we reveal the final rankings. Those rankings are based on their employees' own independent surveys. Best Places to Work starts on page 13. This week's list is Kansas College's MBA programs. We list average costs and the number of students. See the list on page eight. We preview our 2023 Career Women program in this week's paper as well, and you can read profiles of every participant. Career Women begins on page 50. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. Joe Sullivan is Wichita's new police chief, and he's barely unpacked his things at City Hall, but he's good enough to join us on this week's Biz Talk podcast. Chief Sullivan, thanks for your time. Welcome to Wichita. Oh, thank you. It's great to be here, and I appreciate the invitation. Before we talk about the job you've taken in Wichita and your first impressions, uh, I'm interested in getting to know the who and why of Joe Sullivan. You had lived your entire life in Philadelphia. And I'll, I'll say Wichita's first image of Philly is probably sports fans booing Santa Claus. It's a tough town. But but tell me about the Philadelphia you know and love. You know, we just we cannot uh, um, get be, get beyond that. That's it. sorry incident that happened 25 years ago. Um, but, um, you know, Philly are, is a passionate sports city and everyone has an opinion and a strong one when it comes to sports in Philly, which which most of the time is really great. Um but it, it does have its uh, negative moments. But um, no, growing up in Philly was great. Um, you know, it has all the wonderful things that a large city does in terms of culture and entertainment. Um, and, and of course, Philadelphia is so rich in our country's history. Uh, so it was a, I was always very proud uh, of the city and was proud to represent the city as a police officer for, for the majority of my adult life. Tell me about you growing up in Philadelphia. What were your interests? And tell me about your family growing up. Oh, my father actually was the personnel director for the police department. And I'm sure that's what gave me the bug because that's being a police officer is what I always wanted to do. And, and I knew I would do it. And um, a department called me while I was in college. And uh, let's just say at that time in my life, I wasn't too terribly focused on my scholastics. Uh, so I couldn't wait for the opportunity to go be a police officer in Philadelphia because, I mean, it's it's an exciting job. There's no two ways about it. And uh, if you spend a few years being a police officer in Philadelphia, you, you're ready for anything. Um, but um, I, I had an amazing career in the department. Um, if you look at my resume and the variety of assignments that I've had and the, the variety of things that I've had the opportunity to command in terms of special events like a like the, the visit of a Pope or, or DNC. Um, I, I just really 
look back and I have so many, so many great memories um, and, and really grateful that the department gave me the skill set that I have uh, from a managerial perspective and, um, and, and also from knowing how to manage large groups of people and motivate large groups of people. Was there any doubt that you would become a police officer when you were a kid? Or like you said, you, you had to get that call from the academy to spur you. Oh, no, no. I mean, the, 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 I, it's all I ever wanted to do. I'd applied to the police department, so I was just thrilled when that call came in. And I couldn't I couldn't be happier that Monday morning standing there uh, on the grinder uh, getting screamed at. But um, I was quite happy to be there being screamed at. <laughs> uh, was there a favorite part of police work in Philadelphia for you uh, that you just kind of took to? I think it depends on the point in my career. You know, as a young patrol officer, I, I, I just like, love the excitement and the uh, variety um, and the challenge of, of catching people that hurt other people, the satisfaction that you get from that satisfaction of uh, seeing everything from the arrest to, through to the, the final prosecution. And then as I, I, I and then I moved into SWAT and that, that was really a passion of mine um, because SWAT's job is to save lives. And when you develop a skill set, um, it's not just about shooting guns. That's a small part of, of the job, but it's about learning tactics and how to employ technology to bring out a, a good outcome for everyone. Um, so I've really enjoyed being in SWAT, uh, even more so as a boss, uh, because you, you, know, you had the ability to, to implement change and to bring in more technologies, different types of training. So um, you know, I was always very passionate about that. Um, and you were held to a higher standard. And I enjoyed that as well. But um, there was no two ways about it. Uh, you know, I was uh, going to continue to be promoted through the ranks and um, because I enjoyed increasing levels of responsibility. So um, one of the most rewarding and toughest jobs you'll ever have, in, at least in Philadelphia, is to be a district captain. Um, that's where you really learn to be a police chief because you are a mini police chief, you know, you know of, a, of, of a city. You know, as a captain, what as a captain, you're basically one of the largest police departments. As a captain in Philadelphia, you're basically one of the commanding one of the largest police departments in Philadelphia, because um, that could be as many as 200 officers. So, um, but the ability that I, I, I commanded narcotics and all that I did, and I've commanded all the special units in, in the police department, as well as spent spending an ex extensive time in, in patrol. As you progress in your career, you, 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 your priorities change. And um, you know, working with community, diverse communities, um, really becomes a part your 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 major responsibility, and something that you know brings you greater satisfaction. You, you learn how to get things done uh, by working through the community, working alongside the community, having the community's input, and that's the residential community, the business community, elected officials, forming coalitions. Um, and that would be, you know, uh, I would say that w when I left Philadelphia, that, that was my greatest source of pride and as well as what I really enjoyed doing, doing the most. Over, over a 38 career in the police department in Philadelphia, you obviously showed leadership. What, and this is a quite tough question for people sometimes, what makes you a good leader? Uh, that I listen. That I listen, um, that I respect other people's talents um, and their input and I value that input that's why here in Wichita I'm, I'm speaking to police officers and and deputies and everything in every everyone in between 
in every assignment and every rank. And I'm, I'm really, it's helping me get the full picture and it's helping me set my priorities. Um, you know, I, I, also being collaborative, as I started to say in the previous question, you know, I enjoy being presented with a challenge, being given an assignment and then forming the team, putting your team together uh, to make that assignment, uh, bring that assignment to a successful fruition. Um, that's just something I really enjoy. I, I enjoy leading great teams and, uh, I, I still enjoy being out there and leading from the front. And, uh, and that's something that I was known for in Philadelphia that, that I was, despite my rank, I was always on the front lines. Um, so I understood what my officers were, were, were dealing with and it gave me the ability to make better decisions. How important is that for a leader in a police department to, to remember the rank and file and, and what they're going through and what you went through in a, in a different era, I guess. It's absolutely imperative if you're going to be successful. If I don't have the confidence of the men and women here in Wichita, which I'm still I'm still earning and 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 working towards, um, you know I I I'll, I won't be successful. It's the entire reason that I was successful in Philadelphia, is that the vast majority of the men and women in the Philadelphia Police Department um, respected the fact that I was on the front line and that um, I always took that time to the time to say thank you. Um, it might have been over the radio to a large group or individually, um, you know, after every major event. And I, I shook as many hands as I could and said thank you as many times as I could. Uh, and then follow that up, like I said, going over the radio and thanking everyone, my officers, my supervisors, my commanders, my dispatchers, all the my analysts, all the people that, that did that. But constantly reminding people that I was well aware that my success was only uh, made possible because of their hard work. This is a, a business podcast, so I guess I'll ask the question, it, it, is, is being a police captain in Philadelphia and then a police chief here in Wichita, is, that, is it a simple equivalent of being a, a CEO that you have, you have things that you have to get done as the, as the leader of a, of a business or a, or a staff or a police force that, that kind of transcend business and, and policing? Uh, yeah, I mean, there are some similarities, you know, obviously we're, we're not a profit driven organization, but we have measurables. And as uh, Chuck Ramsey taught me, uh, what gets measured gets done. So uh, part of the job is to constantly me measure your success, uh, making sure that you're, you're looking at those metrics um, and making sure that those metrics make sense, like in policing. We've certainly changed the metrics that we value. Um, we're much more into the community's uh, perception of the police and the level of satisfaction the community has with the police, as well as uh, the perception our officers have. Right now, retention is huge, is huge. And, um, you know, we, we, we're about to begin a new program where um, we're after people have an interaction with the police as a result of the 911 radio call, they're going to get a short um, a survey where they can tell us how they felt about the interaction and what, what, of what quality it was. It's completely anonymous and um, it, it, it's not going to have any, any effect on any in particular police officer unless the citizen has requested further contact, but it, it's going to allow me, it's going to give me a tool that I can use to gauge from a general sense um, the level of satisfaction the people of Wichita, Wichita uh, have in, in their police department and um, the feedback that we get from those surveys will, will, will certainly be implemented. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm interested, of course, in, in the why of Wichita with an entire life spent in Philadelphia. Um, 
what was it about a job in the middle of the Kansas Plains that it, that interested you? Well, you know, when, when you're 19 years old, you you can pick what which police department you want to join, theoretically. Um, but when, when you decide that you, your next career goal is to be the chief of a, a police of a of a large police department, you know, first of all, you got to see which jobs are open. Um, but in this case, I've looked at the city. I looked at uh, the size of the department. Um, I looked at the quality of life here in Wichita, which is which is great. Um, and um, you kind of put them all together and say, hey, is this a place that I would like to go to? And is this a department that I would like to lead? Um, and when, when in those cases, it was it was a yes all the way around. And uh, you, you make the application. Um, so, you know, it's it's it's. If you want to be a police chief, yeah, you have to be willing to relocate um, if you to, if you want to get if you want opportunity to come your way. And I'm sure you've also you've already seen the affordability of Wichita compared to East Coast, right? I'm certainly enjoying that very much. Yes, <laughs> yes. I, I was I I'm I'm knocked out sometimes when um, you know um, I'm purchasing something and I I find out the price and. In the back of my mind, I'm like, it'd be double that in Philadelphia. So, um, yeah, I mean, and, and that was for sure something that I, that I looked at. So uh, Wichita definitely checked all the boxes. It's a really good police department. And, you know, I'm able to make a lot of comparisons. And, um, you know, just because I come from a, a much larger police department does not mean that it's a more sophisticated department. You know, I went to shop with a cop on Saturday morning and I was blown away by the size of, of the program much bigger than here than I witnessed in Philadelphia. So I'm very impressed with this department, with this city, the level of support the police have here, um, the level of technology. Hey, there's there's things that we can do better, and I'm I'm working hard on those. But uh, there's awful lot of positives here. So you you did your homework on Wichita. You did your homework on I assume the the. Obviously, the department is what you did most of your homework on. Tell me about what you found. Uh, you said it's a good department. Can, there's things to improve. But uh, when you took a first look, you did you say there's a lot of things to fix here or I could fit nicely because? The way I saw it was, and the analogy that I've used is, I could see that all the pieces to the puzzle were there. And it just needs someone with the leadership experience that I've um, accumulated over a long career to come in and put them in the right, in the right order. I mean, everything is right there. You're, you're, you're very advanced technologically. Um, you're a large department um, and uh, basically a, a, a well-trained um, and motivated department. But there's a morale issue here. And I think I'm definitely suited to deal with them with the morale issue and uh, and again there's some things that just have to be put together so they work in a more cohesive fashion and um, it's exciting to have all those tools you know the flock system is a is a great system that just in the short time that i've been here i uh, i utilized that on the kidnapping that we had a couple weekends ago um and that enabled us to to, to make that apprehension because thanks to flock we knew what direction that car was going and we were able to walk, work with our law enforcement partners to to intercept that vehicle and return that child home safely uh when there's a morale problem is it 
sometimes as easy as change at the top, or is it a long-term um, slow fix? Or just in, in this case, what is it? It's both. You know, there's certain things that I, I think I've already had a positive impact on morale. Um, you know, when, when one of your officers is injured or uh, does an exceptionally good job, it, it, it means a lot when the chief reaches out to you and checks on your status or says, hey, that was a great arrest. Um, that was some heads up police work. I really appreciate it. Um, at that end, uh, the fact that every chance I get, I'm, I seek input. Um, when, 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 and whether it's a police department or a private company, when the people in that organization feel that their input is valued um, and that the, the chief is interested in hearing it and is willing to make some changes based upon the input that they get from rank and file, it gives people a sense of ownership. They feel like they're part of the team, um, you know, and especially the younger generation of officers. That really matters to them. You know, they, 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 they want to have input into things that affect them. Um, and there's no reason that they can't. And, and that's what, what I'm trying to do right now. Um, within the department and set my priorities so that officers feel appreciated, they, they, they feel valued, they feel supported when they're doing their job the right way. And they can definitely count on that for me. When you talk with rank and file early on, as you have, it, do you hear from them that they're really bothered by the the controversies or the scandals that have you know been in the media? Or is it the 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 kind of the lower echelon things that affect them and as they do their day-to-day -day jobs that they want to talk to you about. Yeah. They don't really, um, really involve themselves in that. They're worried about the things that, that personally affect them each and every day. And that begins with manpower. I mean, that is a problem. That's something that I have to tackle in the coming year. Uh, and we're working on a new, recruitment strategy, a more sophisticated recruitment strategy. Um, but, but I'm also going to support the officers at contract time to make sure that uh, we're a department that is competitive. Um, I'm working on making sure that the processes for promotion and transfer are, are done in a fair and consistent manner, because I want to make sure that everyone in the, in the department feels that uh, men, women, African-American officers, white officers, Hispanic officers, Asian officers, everyone feels that this is a welcoming place to, 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 to work and a place where you'll have the opportunity to grow, have professional development. Not everybody wants to be the police chief, but you might want you want, might want to be a detective. You, you, you want to be in the crime scene unit. You want to be you know, an intel analyst. You want to be a detective. I want to make sure that people know that everyone has the opportunity, fair opportunity, to pursue uh, the, the, the career path that, that, that they desire. Um, so it's really important that I make sure that all those processes are done in, in, a, in a very fair manner so that everyone has an equal opportunity. And I just make sure they, that the cars they drive are safe, the radios they carry work, um, that, that someone's looking at the details. And I, I am very detail oriented. Um, I'm very concerned with the small details. Uh, you know, I learned it a long time ago from a, another very smart person that the de often the, the devil is in the detail. So I never say that, it, that something's above my level um, because it's not. If it, if it impacts my officers, you know, I'm concerned. Um, you know, their police car is their office. Um, I want to make sure everything in there works uh, is clean. Uh, and that they have the basic necessities they, they need to go out and do their job. Right, right down to software. 
You you mentioned manpower and manpower and, and hiring and retention is something that we write about in the business journal in all industries and all facets of business. Uh, what is what is the hiring like right now? Finding the best candidates and recruiting the best candidates is it as tough in in law enforcement as it is in any other industry right now. Oh, a hundred percent, probably more more so. Um, you know the the profession has gotten a, a lot of bad press in the last couple of years. There's no two ways about it, um, and 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 it's 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 impacting us. It's discouraging people. Um, from being police officers. And that's why it's important that we get the message out and make sure that they see the kind of work that, that, that we do. Uh, I was disappointed. There was no media coverage of shot with the cop on Saturday morning. And, and you know, and, and that really bothered me because um, I think that's one of the problems, you know, people only see things about policing in the media when it's negative here. And, and I, I want to change that. That was a phenomenal program you know, you're touching the lives of children. Uh, you're making sure children that otherwise wouldn't have Christmas are now having Christmas and, and watching those officers interact with these young children and what, while they're purchasing toys. Uh, I'm, it's something I, uh, I contributed to in Philadelphia and I was so happy to be invited to be a part of it here. But um, we, we need more of that message to get out, to let young people know, Hey, you're going to have the ability to be, to be the change. Um, you know, and, and to change the way that public safety is done, to reimagine public safety. Um, and uh, I, I think that eventually that we're going to see this, that pendulum swing back where once we make sure that young people understand that policing is not jumping out of helicopters and um, things of that nature, that it's, it, it's problem solving, it's engaging with the community, you know, it's working towards common goals, that we're going to see more young people be interested in the job, but but we, but we in policing in general have to do a better job of getting that message out. One area of policing that I I think has seemed to grow by necessity is the mental health component. Getting getting those with mental health problems the help they need and 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 keeping them out of jail, uh, keeping the jails as as free as possible. How has that grown over the years, wherever you are, wherever you work? And, and what have you seen from Wichita's efforts in your time here so far? I'm impressed. Uh, you're definitely in, in, uh, in front of Philadelphia. We do have the ICT teams out there now, the joint teams with mental health, fire and police. Um, their, their, their tours of duty are limited. Uh, but one of the uh, programs that is, you know, in process right now and working with the county is to have teams that will be out there from 8 a.m., I believe, till 3 a.m. in the morning. And uh, th that's pretty darn good. And that would be seven days a week. We really need that. And I, I hope that process goes, you know, um, proceeds quickly because uh, as much as possible, you know, we want to remove police from situations where someone in mental health crisis needs help. And when they need help, they need a professional. Now, that being said, you can never completely take police out of that process. You're always going to have those spontaneous encounters. And, you know, I just a couple of days ago, you know, I heard officers drove up on someone in mental health crisis where they were disrobing in the middle of the street. And, and that's why in 2023, we're going to make sure that every officer in the Wichita Police Department goes through CIT training. It doesn't make them a mental health professional, but I call it do no harm training. You know, it gives them the ability to handle a situation without making it worse and de-escalating the situation while 
the professionals are are in route to take over for you. So there has to be multiple layers, and um, I'm 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 really happy uh, to see where the city and the county stand on that right now, because it is it is the future. It should be the future. It's the way to go, and um, I'm more than happy to take all the help I can get because we we know that all too often encounters between police and people in mental health crisis go poor and poorly. Um, and, and we want to change that. Right. Um, let me ask you, you know, to the average Wichita and it, it seems like, you know, if you don't have many interactions with the police, you don't often notice the police except driving down the street. What, what will, what will Wichita's notice about the police department in the next few months or years under your direction? Is there something that they'll notice? That they'll be more engaging. Mm-hmm. There'll be more of them and they'll be more engaging that they'll be interacting more. That they'll be getting out of their vehicles, um, walking uh, the parts of their beat on, on, on certain parts of their tour of duty and, and engaging um, and, and being more active in, in community meetings. Um, I think you're going to see a, a, a better train, a better discipline um, and, and really more confident and, 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 uh, and a happier officer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what, I, and, and just to go back, I mean, one of one of the other things that I um, I'm, I intend to work on when it comes to m- mental health is one thing that is lacking is uh, we don't have a really good officer wellness program. And if you're going to make sure that you're in a position to help people in mental health that are when they're in a mental health crisis, you have to make sure that you're also addressing your mental health and well being. Um, and, and, uh, I want to get a, well, a officer wellness program started here in Wichita, because, you know, as we know, hurt people do hurt people often. And, uh, so we have to look internally at ourselves and make sure that we're taking care of our own members so that we're in a position to help others. Let me ask you about, besides affordability, early impressions of Wichita. The people are so friendly here. Um, it's great. It, it's just great coming from the East coast. From the minute I stepped foot in this city and got in an Uber, I mean, I everyone here wants to engage um, and, and wants to have, uh, you know, you know, just friendly conversation. Or if you need directions, if you ask somebody a question, I mean, uh, it, it, the, the vibe is just so positive here and so much different than the East Coast. I just love it. Mm-hmm. Final two questions. Do the Philadelphia Eagles have what it takes to win the Super Bowl? And will you become a Chiefs fan because of former Eagles coach Andy Reid? Well, the Chiefs are my second favorite uh, NFL team. Um, Good. <laughs> and um, I, my biggest fear right now, and, and the Eagles absolutely are going to the Super Bowl. Um, my biggest fear is that when they get there, the Kansas City Chiefs will be, will be their opponent. So I'll, I'll really be torn. But, but no, I, I, I'm, I'm, as an Eagles fan, I, I like Andy. And um, just in general, uh, you know, I, I like Patrick Mahomes. I, I think he's a he's, not only is he a phenomenal um, quarterback, but you know he, he's a great role model. And uh, so it, it's I, I, I was eating dinner last night and uh, and, and watching the, the Chiefs game. I had to get back to work. Uh, I, I I thought they had, I was disappointed to see, see the outcome, but um, you know um, I, I I I I have no problem rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> Greatest thing that happened to the Chiefs franchise besides drafting Patrick Mahomes was when the Eagles and Andy Reid parted ways. It gave us the chance to get yeah. him here in, in the Midwest. We enjoyed it. Well, Joe, thanks so much for your time. We appreciate it. We hope to catch up with you occasionally as, as things get going. And, and good luck to you as you as you get your, your feet wet in Wichita. 
I, I, I appreciate that. And I look forward to uh, talking again soon. Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 287. Check out all our podcast episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com forward slash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.